Welcome to our online service today. Before I preach, I want to go through some of the latest developments that have been happening in the life of the church. Life groups are coming back one-on-one in person, will be, uh, will be happening soon. Uh, our men's prayer meeting is already up and running back on Wednesday morning, so do come along and join us for that if you, if you want to come in. An hour of prayer, it's a really great time, so just encourage you if you want to be part of that. Uh, Prime Movers, I'll be back this Wednesday, 10 a.m. at church. I'm really uh, glad that we're starting to see some of these things come back on, uh, back on in life. Um, for other life groups, contact your leader for further information about those. Uh, there is, th- these are some exciting new developments uh, that are, are happening in the life of the church. We're planning uh, more life groups uh, as we go forward from this point. There'll be a, a new one for men. Uh, Mark and Mark Aird and Luke Roger are going to be heading that up. So keep your ears out if you're especially uh, young men. Uh, that, that's coming up soon. And we're also planning a world mission group as well. So I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing these new developments coming to the life of the church. Uh, another really good one that uh, I'm excited about is a women's quiz night coming up. Now they're going to do that a little bit differently. That's going to be uh, an online event. So uh, you'll, you'll get more details about that for you women. So that's really good. Another thing I want to mention this morning is our one priority giving. Uh, every August we have the opportunity to sow a special offering, a special thanksgiving offering to God that sows into the future of the church. Now, one of the things that we've always uh, promoted, and it's what we do, is we put that finance towards uh, our buildings and our facilities. Now, we could just look at what we have today, but I want us to sow with faith for the future. Faith for the future uh, facilities and the needs that this city is going to need for church that is going to impact the future generations as well as our own. So we have 13 acres of land, if you didn't know, uh, centrally located uh, towards the marina. And I believe that that that, that property was purchased to provide Port Lincoln with a great facility that is not just used for Sunday church but used for so many other different things to help in the community. So um, one of the things that I would love to see is a purpose-built training facility for uh, other people to use, to hire it for for training events, also for our own Bible college so that we can set up a much uh, greater and expanded college facility. So they're things that we have in the future. So every August, and this August included, we want to give you the opportunity to partner with us with the one priority giving. So um, there's just a few commercials that I wanted to uh, bring to you this morning before we get into the word. So um, this morning I want to talk about a most unpopular subject and most people would say never talk about politics and religion. So this morning I'm not going to talk about either of those things. I'm talking about death. That's it, death. The title of this morning's message is Victory Over Death. Thanks, Special Effects Department, for your help in in, uh, uh, this morning's uh, special effects. That's really good of you. So let's turn our Bibles to 1 Corinthians 15, verse 55. So I hope you do like my little sound effects and and, uh, special effects. So brought to you by our special effects specialist today. So... 1 Corinthians 15, verse 55. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? So death isn't a subject that many of us feel comfortable talking about. 
uh, I guess it would be a, a conversation killer if we were to uh, approach people uh, in a conversation and say, well, what are your thoughts on death? And uh, uh, I guess it's not something that we find comfortable to, to breach or to talk about a lot. But even when people are terminally ill, there can be a reluctance to mention the dreaded D word. And I had a conversation with a lady in her last days of life, I think it was about three days before she passed away, and she was a new Christian, and she wanted to know what to expect when she dies. And I guess some of this uh, that I'm going to bring to you this morning is a result of that conversation, but you know, only, only brief little bits. But first, let's look at the word life. Let's look at life, living. Um, a huge part of being a Christian is living, which is an important little little uh, sidetrack here today, but uh, uh, bringing, the, what I'm talking about here is bringing the God perspective to everyday life, an example of this, uh, of this life that God intends for you. Uh, I, I want to just show you some things, and then we're going to, you know, breach back into the, um, the subject of victory over death. So Isaiah 55 verses 12 to 13, uh, I'm using the New Living Translation, the, the scripture should come up on your screen. Uh, You will live in joy and peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song and the trees of the field will clap their hands. Where once there were thorns, cypress trees will grow. Where nettles grew, myrtles will sprout up. These events will bring great honor to the Lord's name. They will be an everlasting sign of his power and love. So I just want to to note the word there, everlasting. That means forever. That means eternal. And uh, uh, this is a great scripture of promise for living this life that God has planned for us. While we are living, God's plan through Jesus is for us to live our best life. God's plan through Jesus is for you to live your best life. So um, there's some significant things here that that I guess are sidetracked, so I don't want to put too much emphasis on. But um, the two trees mentioned in in Isaiah 55 there, um, uh, let me just see. Number one is is the uh, cypress tree. These are just interesting side notes because what I found out is that the cypress is a very tall tree that in in, uh, ancient sort of, uh, um, I guess, ideas, it it was associated with, with death and the hope of heaven. So I find that really interesting. Now, the, the second tree that is mentioned is a myrtle tree, and that's an evergreen. It endures harsh climates, and it's a symbol of recovery and establishing God's promises. And I think that's really important that that scripture talks about uh, our best life being like a tree uh, that, that is associated with death, but the hope that is in us for heaven. So, and, and the myrtle, that evergreen tree that endures every climatic situation, every climatic extreme, and it's a symbol of recovery and establishing God's promise in your life. So, you know, I, I guess it's, it's not a surprise if I said life has troubles, but we have hope beyond this life, and we have hope that extends to beyond this life when we are dead, and that is a life promised to us in heaven. So we can live in this life, uh, coming back to living, is we can live this life in an evergreen, uh, as an evergreen tree. No matter what the season or how tough things get, we endure to better days. So I want to encourage you uh, today, right now, if you're, if you're feeling the trouble 
uh, feeling a harsh climate. Jesus is about recovery and establishing God's promises for your best life. So God has a promise for you, for this life and for eternity. So uh, if we just move to Isaiah 57, verse 2 again, this one's from the New Living Translation. It says, for those who follow, follow, yeah, sorry, for those who follow godly paths will rest in peace when they die. So there's another term in common use that we have today uh, that is from the Bible, and, and you would have heard this before, rest in peace. I guess Hollywood has uh, um, used that and, and, and uh, uh, you know, turned it into some, some other sayings that they say, like rest in pieces, if you see those action movies. Uh, but there is, uh, there is a promise right there of what happens when we die. Some people say there is nothing when you die. Uh, others will say when you die, there is, there is reincarnation to look forward to. Um, and I've even heard uh, some people's view is th- that, that when you die, uh, you go to habitate other planets. So th- there's lots of theories out there or, or ideas that people have about what, what happens to us when we die. But Paul the Apostle wrote this, and it is timely for us to remember 1 Corinthians 15 verse 19, I'm using a lot from the, letter that, the letters that Paul wrote to the Corinthians this morning, and it says this, And if our hope in Christ is only for this life, we are more to be pitied than anyone in the world. So what Paul is saying is meaning that uh, there is more to living than just this life. There is more to living than just what we see in the here and now. Now, this was coming from Paul who had, who had his unfair share of hardship as a believer in this life. So I'm going to give you a snapshot of Paul's life as a Christian from his own, uh, from his own uh, letters. It says this in 2 Corinthians 11 verses 24 to 28. Five different times the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. That is a, a beating with whips. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned, that is throwing rocks, uh, throwing rocks at you until you're, you're supposedly dead. Um, uh, three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and day adrift at sea. I have travelled on many long journeys. I have faced danger from rivers and from robbers. I have faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. I have faced danger in the cities in the deserts and on the seas, and I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers but are not. I, um, I have worked hard and long, enduring many sleepless nights. I have been hungry and thirsty and have often gone without food. I have shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. Then besides all this, I have the daily burden of my concern for all the churches." So I just want to say that last, little, that last little verse, verse 28, besides all these other things that he's been through, he has the daily burden of his concern for Christians, for the church. And I think that's something that uh, uh, many, many pastors and leaders uh, would identify with is that, that uh, carrying all other uh, life's challenges is the, uh, the, extra, the extra burden that you sense for people that you want to see them succeed. You want to see them growing in their faith. You want to see them overcoming the obstacles of life. And, and that is a very, big, uh, uh, a very big burden to carry sometimes for, for uh, those of us who, who are in that role. So I just want to take a moment there. Pray for your leaders because we're praying for you. Pray for those who are serving you in the 
things of God because we are praying for you. We're believing for God to to bring you through, especially this year, into victory, into a a better life um, spiritually. So let's just go to uh, 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9. And I want to compare what we just read. Uh, This comes from Paul as well. uh, And writing to the same people, uh, the Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9. I'm having trouble with my words tonight with the... So the old tongue's not working. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9, New Living Translation. This is what the scriptures mean when they say, No eye has seen, nor ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. So again, Paul is speaking of things of God that we inherit in eternity. This is an eternal promise of things spiritual in another place, in another realm that we call heaven. So none of us really know what that will be like. But it's where the fulfillment of our hope in Jesus is found. So I guess you know, there's lots of descriptions people have of heaven. But whatever we could try and interpret or imagine what it's like, it's far beyond and greater than our imaginations can, can express. Um, that, that is what we have to look forward to when we, when we die, when this body... As, as Paul also describes in other scriptures, is this tent that we live in. This temporary, uh, this temporary dwelling is our bodies. And the body has to die before we can inherit uh, the promise that we have in heaven. So in Luke chapter 15, verses 11 to 32, it's a story of a son. I preached about this a few weeks ago. The story of a son who asked for his inheritance before his father died. Uh, Now, he got what he asked for, but it left him ruined, alone, and empty. And I think this can be an unwitting, an unhealthy attitude that we may have toward God. We want our fun, and we want it all now. Spiritual promises go beyond our physical now needs and our physical now life. What no eye has seen and no ear has heard is waiting for us in completion, in its fullness in heaven, in eternity. So 1 Corinthians 13, verse 12. Now we see things, in, again, the New Living Translation. Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling ref- reflections in a mirror. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. So our Christian faith carries us beyond this life to a greater life. Today, we ought to pray and believe for the best life now and to keep our eye on the ultimate victory found in heaven when this body is dead. So we're just going to pray right now. Lord, I just want to pray for people who are going through a hard time right now, perhaps uh, feeling like the myrtle tree that is evergreen, but... uh, but going through harsh climatic uh, levels. So whatever that may be. But Lord, I just pray and stand with people today and ask in the name of Jesus that you stand with us, that you carry us through these these seasons that uh, may be tough. Lord, whatever the struggle is right now, I pray for victory. I pray for victory over all life struggles that whatever people may be facing right now. And I, I speak the word of life and faith in Jesus' name, that we will get past these things and we will inherit the full blessings that come 
in eternity with you in heaven. We pray victory over death in Jesus' name. So I want to give you an opportunity to get your life right with God this morning. And in this way, uh, we're assured of our sins uh, can be forgiven and that we can have life beyond the grave, life beyond death, the ultimate victory over death. In John 14, verse 6, Jesus said this, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I want to ask you to pray this prayer and ask Jesus to forgive your sin, to forgive you, to uh, invite him to be your Lord and Savior. And uh, the words are going to pop up on the screen right now and you can read these words with me. If you've never done this before, I invite you to do it and ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior today. So if you'll just uh, pray this prayer with me, you can read the words on the screen and uh, I'll repeat, I'll I'll, uh, read them out as well. Dear Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God, that you died on the cross and rose again to forgive my sins. I ask that you forgive me. I give you my life. And I invite you to be my Lord and Savior. Today, I am born again. I trust my future into your hands. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, the Bible tells us those who accept Jesus and God's plan of saving us have stepped from death to life. And I believe that that is uh, possible for all who have put their trust and faith in Jesus. So uh, I want you to consider over the next few days, maybe even today, take some time to think about your victory over death. If you're already a believer, I thank God for that and hope that you can celebrate that great victory that we all have in the, the powerful name of Jesus, that we are living an eternal life from the moment we accept Jesus and we have that victory over death. God bless you and have a great week. And uh, I just really want to uh, um, say we can't wait to get back together to be uh, in this room, worshipping together, uh, spending time together again. We're getting closer to that each week. So in the meantime, do tune in, tell your friends, and uh, it's great to uh, have you on board. A a, a big uh, hi to all those who are listening from or watching in from Adelaide, Melbourne, other places. Uh, Also, Alliston. Did I already say that? Well, Alliston again. Alliston, Alliston, Alliston. We love you, Alliston, and pray that uh, the Holy Spirit will do a great work in your lives through this season, and we'll be back in Alliston as soon as we can. 